people. It's your girl, Fredrika McClary Easley, back with another episode of Bum, 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 Bum. The people are blunt. All right, housekeeping. Y'all already know we are on all the platforms. YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Prime. Like, subscribe, share, do all the good things, comment. I actually listen or actually read the comments and I respond. So you take your time. I will take my time. Uh, the People's Ecosystem. Go check us out. We got new merch. The design is crazy. I can't wait to get my stuff. Y'all know I'm just getting back into the swing of things. But um, I'm going to have mine in a minute. My order is on the way. So I can't wait to show you all the cool things in our CBD line. And then last but not least, because we're still dealing with um, federal uh, illegality. And so if you are in New Mexico, if you are in Cali, check out our edibles, Tosi Treats. They are made with um, day three or day three lab technology called Unlock It. So it attaches to a protein. And guess what? Our bodies know what to do with protein. So you get to keep all of the goodness, more of the goodness, as opposed to dealing with emulsifiers. Um, and it's fast acting. So again, New Mexico, if you're there, holla, check it out. And if you're in Cali, we are all over the place. So find us. And without further ado, Bum, 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 bum. Miss Sandy Moore is in the building. What's up, girl? Hi. How you doing? I am good. Uh, full transparency, y'all. We've already been kicking. So, <laughs> so we just going to let y'all into the party. We're going to let y'all into the party. Um, Sandy, you have had like three or four lives already. Like I want to, I want to dig into it. Um, and I want to get into your cannabis journey. Your and when I'm saying cannabis, I mean all aspects of the plant, right? Because what you do, as you all can see, she's a CEO and founder of Hempbox ECC. Um, but let's dig into the beginning, right? Sure. So early on, what was your relationship with cannabis? So um, I was using full spectrum CBD um, as I was in law enforcement. Yep. And as cannabis is not federally legal, um, we would still get, you know, tested if there was a car accident or an incident where, you know, you could be hurt or injured. It required a blood test. So therefore, I was kind of still, you know, taking a risk by using full spectrum CBD because it does have, you know, THC in it Yes. Um, at its lowest dosage. But that was my beginning journey to deal with. PTSD to deal with, you know, chronic pain of wearing all this equipment and and in my other prior life, which was uh, in the army. So I, I am also a veteran. So serving, you know, country as a combat service veteran, um, I, I didn't get a chance to use it then. Wish I could have, but <laughs> uh, that was the start of my journey as an, a law enforcement officer. So wait, let's go back a little further because I know you you grew up in Florida. Mm -hmm. And so early on, because like I'm a part of the D.A.R.E. era, right? So like all my family did it, but like I'm in school and they're like, you know, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. And so initially I had, like I bought into it. Like I, like I drank the Kool-Aid initially. And I was just like, all y'all like crazy. Y'all brain is being fried but I'm going to drink this liquor over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so early on, what was your relationship to the plant? So growing up in Florida, uh, cannabis was, uh, you know, prevalent around the neighborhood 
yeah. also in that era was also crack, yeah. to be yeah. honest. Um, and my mom, she was a cannabis user with her girlfriends, my aunts, who um, made the correct potato salad. Uh, Yellow. <laughs> and, and they would, you know, be cooking for, for the holidays and, you know, having a, a slight drink, but mostly it was, as they called, reefer or joints back then, right? Or they'll be like, you know, everybody go upstairs. Right. And then, Our kids get out of here. Like, we can't smell. Like, we, so we can smoke. I'm like, but I just want to lick the spoon for the, the batter. Like, I don't I don't know what y'all doing. Like, they, they just hit it, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, maybe 10 minutes later, there was this vent to our upstairs and my cousins and I would be like, you smell that? What's that smell, girl? Right, like, right. I don't that cigarettes. Right. And so that was like kind of our intuitive uh, um, um, space of going into yeah, yeah. what cannabis smelled like. But like you said, it was DARE, you know, the DARE program, this is your brain on drugs, not to even, you know, if you see a dope boy, you running from him or you telling on him or something like that. Um, but I, I definitely uh, wasn't afraid of drugs, yeah. but I was afraid of what would happen if the consequence. Yes. If I got yeah. caught. Yeah. yeah. So that was an eye opener. And so then you have so many years of service. So like, let's break it down. You, you mentioned sure. some a little while ago, but like you have been in the military you have been a, a on the streets police officer. You have dealt with, um, you've done policing in school systems. So with our babies. And so explain or kind of go into that experience with, um, with your newfound understanding of cannabis, but then all of this background that you have. Oh my gosh. I have such a wonderful story. Okay. So I will preface it with uh, right out of high school, I was 17 years old. Um, my mom wanted me to join the Navy because Pensacola, Florida is a Navy town. And yeah. I'm like, there's no way you get me on no ship lady. I, <laughs> you raised me in the beach, but none of us can swim because you were afraid to let us go out past the sand dunes. Yeah. However, I, I learned anyway, but good job. Good job. But it, I still have this phobia. If my feet can't touch the ground, I'm not going. <laughs> okay. Okay. You and me both, girl. In the pool, I got it. Oh, yeah, in the pool, I got the it. Edge, there's Absolutely. the edge. At some point, my feet can touch. But when Absolutely. we got in these here waters. On, on, on like vacation? No, ma'am. You can put some floaties on me. I'll do it then. Give me a noodle. Give me a yeah. noodle. I'm, I'm good. But yeah. just, no. Mm -mm. Can't do it. So, uh, yeah, I joined the Army instead, and, yeah, and yeah. it was um, a staple of my, my family. My, my granddad was a serviceman. My uncle was a serviceman. Two of my cousins, uh, one joined the Navy and one joined the Air Force. So we kind of, like, first cousins kind of had this bond and, and with each other that we would, you know, give duty to our country through our generation. And during that time, um, I served 10 years active duty. Um, I was assigned to um, uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom uh, after 9-11. Uh, so it was in response to that that we were deployed to um, Kuwait. And it was at that time also 
that we had our first two female POWs, which was um, one was a white female, uh, Jessica Lynch, and the second was a black female named Shoshana Johnson, the only African-American uh, prisoner of war. That we're ever, talking about first, my God. Okay. First, right? And um, <clears throat> when I saw her, you know, this story, we're, we're in theater as it's happening. I'm scared shitless. I'm like, I... How am I supposed to get out of this? Like, she made it out because yeah. there were like rangers and 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 special forces looking for them. Like, my black ass could disappear at any minute, right? Like, what? Uh, so I just kind of had like this self-check about myself that I wanted to find another avenue of safety yeah. in my mind, but also still help people. Yeah. And in 2005, <clears throat> I moved here to Atlanta, excuse me, and it was so hard transitioning from the army to civilian life. Civilian. They hadn't prepared us for that. I hadn't been through any counseling or debriefing of the things that I had saw or experienced uh, with death of comrades, suicide, um, hell, even my own personal traumas that I had seen and, and having to you know, take lives, uh, unfortunately. Um, so I started to struggle with that and I secured another job overseas, but this is after the army. Like you-, you contracting? Were you a contract? I was a contractor. Okay. And, and, and the crazy part about that, um, I later found out in therapy, it was like a, a run to fear instead of running away from fear. Cause that and was what was familiar. To me, yes. And- it was at that time I wish I had cannabis. <laughs> and, um, you know, I heard about service members using it in, in Kuwait and, and it was hashish. That's yes. what they called it, you know, there. Um, but having access to that and being in Kuwait, oh, no, you was going to get some prison time. So, yeah, yeah, I, I was OK with, um, you know, chewing some gum. <laughs> But uh, I stayed over there for four and a half years. I worked in multiple facets of uh, contracting. I was a, a chemical, um, a chemical specialist. Um, that kind of um, we separated all of the contaminated items that were coming from all aspects of theater to repackage and send them to their appropriate places back stateside. I was also um, a security consultant um, for a security company. I then was a um, container management specialist, which brings me to Hempbox later. But, uh, that was one of my most favorite jobs that I had um, secured as a contractor. And again, I said I stayed over there for about four and a half years. And I was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm about to be 35-ish. <laughs> and all my life, I've been told what to do how to do it. I've never really thought for myself at my thirties and just yeah. about that, like having this type of structure, like discipline every day. So rigid. And I'm it's like, almost like being in prison. Like we, talk about, like we talk about people being released and having to acclimate, like you said, to civilian yes. life. It's the same thing. It's like, it was, it yeah. was so traumatic. And now I'm a civilian coming back. Yeah. Right. So yeah. what what job can I now secure that makes me still have that walk to fight syndrome? Yeah. Was law enforcement. 
Yeah. Because it's paramilitary, right? So I became an uh, Atlanta police officer um, for six and a half years or six years. And it was straight street stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and I have a story I was sharing with you earlier. I could tell you a story every day for six years. Hell, I can give you two or three stories every day for right. six years. Um, but Atlanta Police Department, wonderful organization. I would not, uh, you know, bash that organization because of my usage in cannabis, because they did not, um, you know, go after people who were, you know, in, in possession of cannabis. That wasn't our motto. Or that wasn't our um, teachings. However, you know, maybe in different parts across the country, but I feel like Atlanta wasn't the hub for that. Now, if you pushing some weight, weight. Yeah, well, that's know, different. That's different. But, yes. you know, on the contrary to that, like, you know, somebody standing on the corner, you know, smoking a blunt. And I'm like, hey, what y'all what, what cooking today? You know, right. um, barbecues. It was like, no, oh. there's the understanding. Like, you <laughs> Because you understand PTSD, right? Like you understand yes. that like if you've been in this community or these communities that have been, you know, ravaged by the crack era, you yes. know, how to deal with the war on drugs, that yes. just waking up daily as mm -hmm. like we woke up like this, we black people, mm -hmm. um, that's a lot. Like it's mm -hmm. a lot to just do that. And, and like everybody needs something. And I'd rather you smoke a blunt than be out here drinking or something because I see, I see drunks fighting, but I don't really see people who are high getting into altercations like that. And and I don't have not one case in six years that I could tell you I went on a cannabis call. In 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 six years, even at school, well, there were cannabis calls for the kids, but not that <laughs> not yeah. that it caused any harm to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that there was you know a loss of life. No not even an overdose of yeah. cannabis. I've never had a call in, in that nature or that magnitude. Um, but I just found like in different units and in, in different uh, areas that we had talked about, uh, Mechanicsville being yeah. one, I did, I did do training in that area. And Shout out to Mechanicsville. <laughs> it, it did right by me. Mechanicsville no, is all right with me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, it, that area has changed so much. Right. Um, and I just, as, as I progressed in law enforcement and, and stayed in that career field, I realized certain things weren't changing, even if I ha had the, the tools that I needed to perform the duties better as community policing and talking yeah. to folks about cannabis or talking to people about, you know, drug awareness. There was no dare now, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, don't do, why are you smoking weed before you go to school? Like, that's it. And then the kid gets suspended and then they put him in some type of uh, diversion program. Like, right. that's not the answer. Mm -hmm. Like, what else can we do? Yeah. Right. And, and in the midst of that, like it, the work was just overwhelming because now I'm starting to have flashbacks from things that I didn't know I was diagnosed with. Right. So I sought counseling at the VA and she was like, yeah, you're experiencing PTSD and I'm so sorry we failed you. Um, but here's some pills or some some medicines that we can prescribe. Here we, go. Um, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And I said, well, um, some comrades of mine in the army had mentioned um, CBD usage, and she was like, oh no 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 no, we cannot talk about this on on in this session. And I was like, oh, well, 
where can I talk about it? <laughs> Aren't you my therapist? Aren't you my psychiatrist? And, and once I got with her, then there's a licensed um, um, clinical social worker that speaks to you to see what other follow-ups you may need other than her. And she was like, I cannot hear about um, any cannabis products. We can't prescribe them. And if you're um, going to reject the treatment that I'm uh, going forth or diagnosing you with today, then we will have to remove you from yeah. um, our medical program. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. So now right. here's your money. Now, so now here is, it's attached to your money, right? Because you- Disability, right. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Okay. We're finding that because of what you saw, because of what you went through, um, there's a disability here, right? Like we need mm -hmm. to take care of you because you have taken care of this country. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to tell you, oh, we give you these pills, mm -hmm. which in most legislation or regulation, we're seeing cannabis being used as a way to wean people off of opioids and opioid mm -hmm. addiction. But I can't even talk to you about this. Absolutely. Could not. And so I then referred out to a private physician, psychiatrist, who was all for it. Yeah. You know? However, they didn't have the education that they yeah. needed to talk about it with me, like which cannabinoids are best for PTSD, which cannabinoids help with insomnia or depression, what have you. Um, but I just know that that physician was listening to me. Yeah, I just yeah. felt heard at that moment. And being that I was, you know, uh, kind of scared into believing that I would lose my benefits, I was like, okay, let me just play it safe with some CBD. And that's how I started taking <laughs> the CBD full spectrum and never mentioning it again to that original psychiatrist, which was sad. And then she, you know, went on with her list. Okay, if this one doesn't work, we'll give you another one. If this one, this one doesn't work, we'll give you another. And she did. She prescribed me like each month. I was telling her and one made my head hurt. One made me pass out at work, literally in my partner's arms in front of the kids when I transitioned to being a school resource officer. And how embarrassing because the kids, you know, I worked at an alternative school and they love you. No matter what, kids like are so forgiving, right? Yeah. They can be a little cruel, a little Monsters. They can, they can, but they're so forgiving. And and if they're your their favorite officer, yeah. So they're all like running to me. What happened to Officer Ford? They were crying. I'm like, like I'm crying too because I don't know what the hell going on. I didn't know what was going on. It was like I got to work, and that's all I remember. And so I sat in the office the entire day with that you know, peel in my system, trying to come down. They were trying to give me coffee. They tried to give me, um, you know, ginger ale. You know, people come up with all kinds Cannabis of- dry cures everything. First of all, now don't you do that. Now, come on now. Now, don't you do that. Now, you know. Y'all you know, gave me ginger ale for high off of trazodone. Listen, ginger ale cure everything. Okay, now you know this. Now you know this, okay? <laughs> Whatever is wrong with your, with your body. You need, to to some ginger ale and you need to lay down. Not for <laughs> that's, what, that's what grandmama said. Now come on now. That's what big mama said. Get some ginger ale. Anybody got some CBD to bring me down? <laughs> Here, go to my car real quick. Go get that pen out of my compartment. Fired. You know, so those are the things that I really struggled with. 
um, in my latter years of school resource uh, as a resource officer. But I, I did love the kids and it was Atlanta Public Schools. Um, again, a wonderful jurisdiction to work for. Um, we were structured with the kids. We, we listened to the parents' problems. If it was cannabis related, I'm more, you know, open now to talk about it because it's like, I use it, but I can't let yeah. them know, right? But I'm a proponent for the plant, right? So you can tell like the parent was looking like, uh, is she, I'm happy that you ain't here for? Yes, ma'am, I am. <laughs> but I, I'm not going to say it, but right. I will. Because right. now I have the opportunity to talk to the kid, like what makes you use it, right? Yeah. What happens when you use it, yeah. right? And are there people around you that only use it because y'all be like, oh man, it's cool. Like, what's the words that y'all say now, you know? Right. And they was like, yo, Officer Moore, cool as hell, you know? Like, <laughs> I was like, no, don't get it twisted. I'm not asking right. you. Don't I ain't your me. little friend. I ain't your little friend. Don't be bringing me no <laughs> gifts. <Yeah. laughs> Don't bring yeah. me no packages up here. Right. Don't start no problems. Don't get them twisted. Like I'm I'm not an advocate of you smoking. However, yeah. if there is a real condition that involves your learning, um, yeah. or you know, or maybe your, your behavior, yeah, um, those avenues can be targeted with our Georgia program, which is the low THC oil patient registry. I always have to like break that down because it's so long. We don't have a program. Well, and that's the thing. As I was doing the research, I was like, okay, wait, first of all, you know, bum, 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 <laughs> and we're going to go into it. But first, hemp food truck, right? Modified uh, container yes. truck, right? Yes. Um, black women still still out here in, in the lanes of the first, right? So congratulations Thank you. to Thank you. you. Here we go. Uh, the box. Y'all see it? There it is. Y'all see it? <laughs> yes um but you know and who who better right who better to fill this void um women women and black women specifically we find needs we see needs and we we fill them we handle them mm -hmm. that's what we do innovation with, with all the experiences you have had you know who better to fill this right who better to to handle this um Georgia is so crazy because they don't even have, like when I was doing the research and I was, I was like, wait, there's not even a true medical program here. There is a registry. Like you have to register with the state health department Absolutely. for low grade THC oil, mm -hmm. oil, but there is no there's no flower. Program. There's no flower. So we can't be called a medicinal cannabis program without cannabis. Right, right, right. So I mean, like, wait, Let's fast forward. Okay. You are wrapping up. We're going into, I think at this point in the timeline, we're probably getting close to that global pandemic that nobody knew was coming. Okay. Oh I'm so probably how do we get to the hemp box? I'm probably gonna be in tears telling this story because it is so issue. It is so heart-wrenching. Um, so yes, during the pandemic, I was still the school resource officer. And as you know, you know, we serve the uh, social deprived areas and economically deprived areas, food desert areas. And each school would have a food bank or food drive and parents would come by in droves, just opening their trunks. And we we're putting these boxes in there and they're, the kids are happy to see us. They hadn't seen us, you know, um, 
And we're like, dang, so many people need food. And shout out to the superintendent for requiring us to pull together like the whole school system from yeah. the janitors to the cafeteria workers, to the school resource officers, to the teachers, you know, volunteers at different uh, colleges, uh, food banks all around um, the Atlanta metro area. It was huge, right? And very exhausting, Yeah. right? And it was such a need, right? So then it got to the point where not only we're doing the drive up lane, right? We had to ride on the school buses mm. at some point with the volunteers because when they get to these neighborhoods, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They would be afraid to get out and, and hand the kids the meals because some of them would be aggressive. Okay. It is the metro area. I'm not saying people are, are savages in the metro area, but you know they're just people. Well, who it's don't like who are you and who are you and why are you coming here? Because our areas, those inner city areas, have dealt with so much pillaging, right? Yes. And so many disingenuous people, people right? Who are who are non for profit and Absolutely. you know in that arena that you know we are a little skeptical. So it's like you who's, with you? who's vouching for you? Right. So yeah. so what, what helped with that is that we stopped going on the bus and we escorted the bus Yeah. because they didn't see us on the bus. But I could tell like by the crowds, I was like, oh, yeah, it is getting a little out of hand. Like, chief, we need patrol cars <laughs> to escort. And so right. on this particular day, um, <clears throat> there was a gentleman that was standing uh, under a tree. He was smoking blunt and the kids were in line at the back of the bus this particular area was kind of orderly, wasn't anything out of the norm. And I was like, is he smoking in front of these children? Golly. You know, so I went over to him <laughs> and I was like, um, how you doing today, sir? My name is Officer Moore. And um, I just want to ask you, uh, why are you smoking cannabis in front of the kids? He said, oh, oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. You want me to put it out? I say, absolutely not. I'm not here for that. I'm here to make sure the kids get their food. And I just smelt something in the air and I saw you. So I just wanted to know why were you smoking? And he continued to smoke it. And he says, um, well, I just want to thank you. I'm about to tear up um, because my wife had died of COVID. And those are our four kids over there in line that you've given that free food to. And if it wasn't for y'all and um, the school system, I don't know what I would have done. I'm depressed. I lost my job and all my kids have is me and I don't smoke around them. He said, um, I try to be respectful and let them know that this grown up stuff, I said, I, I totally understand, sir. And I, my condolences to you. And I feel so shitty right now because all I have is a card. I'm a resource officer. And all I have is this as a resource. And I can't guarantee you that I will come back at this location, right? Because they were doing like trace testing. And so we couldn't come back to the same places, right? And so I said, I want you to call this number. We're going to get you grief counseling. 
We're going to help your family out. Sir, we're going to help you find a job. We'll get our social worker involved, whatever you need. And he said, thank you so much. He was like, do you mind if I give you a hug? Absolutely. I said, but first, go to one thing. What strain you smoking, bro? <laughs> I, had to, I had to cheer it up because it was so heavy. It was so heavy. He was like, it's that Zaza. I was like, man, what you, what? <laughs> that's all they, runts, Zaza, like, that's all they, I said, okay, so you got some, something. We'll talk offline, sir. <laughs> I said, but I got to get back to the car, you know. But he was like, thank you so much. And um, that really, really touched my, my soul. And on the days that we couldn't, um, it was a Friday days that we didn't um, go out for exposure because we had been there Monday through Thursday in all these different locations, plus putting stuff in people's cars. So Thursday was our online uh, hybrid day. And, you know, I Googled um, transporting cannabis to adults. <laughs> Nothing. Delivery system for cannabis to adults. There was some stuff that hit out, you know, up north, a um, couple of places out west that were delivering. Then it says uh, Uber has a like a mock program that they were doing with something else, but not cannabis related, but to be cannabis driven. Right. Mm -hmm. Ding, ding, ding. Mm -hmm. I said, what if I bring the cannabis to adults like we brought the food to the kids? Because that guy stood out in my mind yeah. every day, every night. So I, I just got a sheet of paper. No lie. I have like all of these notebooks and I started sketching the shipping container. I drew a trailer at the bottom. I drew a little pickup truck and then I put like what I wanted to call it on there. I, you know, Googled colors and uh, this is very creative, right? My, my logo, everybody's like, oh, is that something gay? It is, right? It is gay. I'm, I am part of the queer community, right? But that's not what that stands for. These are the color profiles to terpenes. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to incorporate me entirely to it. And so hemp box, therefore, is literally a box, mm -hmm. the shipping container. I called the contractor, Everybody's building stuff during COVID. <laughs> like people had whole patios. I'm looking at my neighbors. I'm like, y'all building stuff? Let me go build hemp box. So I would be happy to deliver these meals every day knowing when I got off, I'm going to my contractor and we're putting in work doing, you know, small things at a time. Yeah. So securing the container uh, first, having it delivered to my contractor who is a container manager and you know, first seeing them uh, put the uh, the uh, four by fours in or the framing in, and then then you know the insulation, spraying the wall. It was just like, oh my god, this is coming to life! Like, I can't believe this. So I'm like, okay, well, hemp box. Like, can can I have real cannabis in here? Wait, no, because we have no program here. So what can I do to still serve people and educate them on CBD and hemp? Mm -hmm. People don't even know about that. Mm -hmm. You can yes. say this and they still don't even know. Like this plant is so diverse, right? The plant is so that we, we still don't know all I, there is to know. Right. So all people right. know 
is like weed or reefer, right? Like when you weed start talking about terpenes and now when mm -hmm. you break it down, they're like, oh yeah, I like the way that one smells. Yeah. I don't like the way that one smells. Smell. But uh -huh. the actual technical names of it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And most so they most of them don't. So I said, well, hemp box has to be something mean, meaningful. And since I can't infuse foods, like shout out to uh, Mata Butter Cake up there uh, in New Jersey that's doing her damn thing. Um, you know, she sent me some samples. So I was thinking, you know, we can, you know, infuse it with some hemp or something. But at this point, I don't want to serve anything that's infused because yeah. I want to keep it clean and education based only. Okay. So everything I did a play on hemp. So I have hemp bars that you okay. get from Trader Joe's. Yeah. I have hemp tea that, you know, I source out from uh, wholesale. I have hemp coffee, same way. Um, I have hemp seed uh, protein shakes. Um, I have hemp seed smoothies. Um, I have avocado toast with hemp seeds. I have a cannabis waffle, right? That's shaped like cannabis leaf. Uh-huh. And there are three different flavors. So it's matcha, classic, and then uh, cinnamon swirl. It kind of tastes like a French vanilla toast, you know. Yeah, I love me some matcha, toast. though. Okay. Yeah. And so and then we have like regular fruit, apples, oranges, and um, bananas. But then I did a play on this one thing that happened significantly. And we all know who I'm talking about when I say CBD in Russia. Who am I talking about? Wait, CBD in Russia? In Russia. Who was that person? That was arrested. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, oh, the basketball player. Oh, Brittany Griner, yes, right? Griner. yes. So I created a drink during that time and I oh. called it the BG9 because she was literally okay. facing nine years. Yep. And so yep. when I take the truck out, that's my number one seller. And people are like, oh, I'll take the BG9. I'll be like, do you want to know the, the back right, story, the story behind this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, hopefully she sees this or hear the story because I've told it, you know, many times. Uh, but I would love her to come to the truck and, and come and taste it. Yes. <laughs> hey, Brittany. Hey, girl. <laughs> yes. Go ahead to the A. Go ahead yes. to the A. So, so people support you, support the people. Yes. Brittany Griner is on the menu. And then I did like a play on words. Hip Delicious is one smoothie. Hypnotic is another. And people are just like, oh, my God, this is so cool. So. Um, I did like Juneteenth. I did a veterans event. Um, I also did um, another veterans event and um, some small community like football game or uh, sorry, soccer games that I've done. Just bring the truck out for awareness, because I just like I said, I want to keep the, the 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 intimacy there because it gets I can. It's Atlanta. We can pull up anywhere pretty much yeah. and sell stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I'm in the business of educating because yeah. that's where we're lacking the, the knowledge. And do I know everything in cannabis? Hell no. Uh, I said I was going to share an exciting, a funny story. Uh, my first 420 was this year, and <laughs> I was standing on the sidewalk, um, and waiting in line to get into the venue. Oh, and I had my CBD pen, girl. Okay. So you feeling good? You feeling good? Right. I have two. I have two metal rods in my ankle about this size. Right. So I'm like, I can't. Sister can't stand too long. Somebody gonna have to bump me in. Like, <laughs> so I just smell all this 
great flavorful yes. terpenes behind me. I was like, dang, I sure want some of that because CBD is going to work, but it's... Yeah, yeah. It's um, levels to this. It's levels it's, to this. Yeah, I'm like... So you, got, you got metal in your body. You yeah. got metal in your body. So so the guy was like, hey, sis, you want, you want to hit some of this? And I was like, bruh. I was like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I got the strong stuff. Trying to fit in with a CBD pig. He, he looking at your face like, you feeling good, but you ain't feeling my kind of good. And you can see the letters on there. It say CBD on, <laughs> on my face. Man. He like, she's so new. She's so green. Hey, okay. I was. I'm so green. Right. With envy, too. Like, I'm, I'm envious now. <laughs> I want to try your stuff, sir, but I don't know because y'all be mixing stuff. And it's Listen. going to I just got here, so yeah. I don't want to take it. And, <laughs> and then I now I can't even listen. Can't I'm with it. you. I'm with you, sis. Let me just let me uh, <laughs> in the spirit of transparency. Let me just say that I am over there in the lightweight box with you, okay? And I'll be around some hitters, and I'm like, y'all, <laughs> I can't like. No, I'm I'm gonna miss the party. I'm gonna miss the party. So let me just do what I can. It, it, it's so hilarious because everyone who do, does know me now, I am a consumer, right, of cannabis. However, I drink mine. Yeah, okay. I love a beverage. I love a beverage. And and since I said that, um, there's one guy, there's one guy. With the, was it the best lemonade guy? Because I think he... Best dirty lemonade. Best you guys dirty lemonade. Best dirty lemonade, which best we dirty. all make in New Orleans. And so I partnered with him. He was my first brand partnership and I carry him on the truck. So officially there is some infused beverage on there, but not food. Yes. Yes. First of all, um, <laughs> you, you like, you know, how back in the day, the kids love to see the ice cream van coming around. Yes. That's what you are for the, that's what you are for the grown folks. They like, Oh, there it go. <laughs> there it go. Like, <laughs> Let me go ahead and run up on her. Let me go ahead and run up on her. Oh, um, thinking about that, I should have like somebody chasing the truck and make a new logo. Like, and look, you got to do like, um, like Friday. Who was that? Uh, when that um, uh, big perm that was in there. Oh yeah, with the rollers and stuff, girl. Go ahead and like do you a little parody. I might do it for Halloween. I could be Big Worm for Halloween. Yes, thank you. I'm doing it. I'm doing it, girl. Be I'm big, be Big Worm. I'm gonna be big worm. <laughs> it is. I want. I. I, I want to acknowledge though, like the healing that you're bringing to our communities, because there's so many people who are undiagnosed. Yeah. Um. I mean, we can go down the rabbit hole of our medical system and what you would even need to do in order to acquire a proper diagnosis. I mean, like we know what you had to go through as a veteran. And it was, I mean, it was like so clear that you had been through some shit, right? So mm -hmm. just, or just, just <laughs> citizens out here who are mm -hmm. dealing with the daily struggles, micro macro aggressions, mm -hmm. you know, uh, police brutality, just mm -hmm. like all of it. Um, and then to be in Georgia in a state that doesn't even have a medical program, right? So, so there's really not even there's not even an avenue for you to take, right? Like this whole thing is just, is just convoluted. But the healing that you are bringing 
is what is a part of what we need to do in terms of normalizing this plant because the plant is everything. Mm -hmm. It is THC, it is CBD, it is mm -hmm. hemp, it is, it is mm -hmm. all of these it is things. All, all encompassing, right. And so you are doing like, you doing the Lord's work. I'm just saying you out here doing the Lord's work, girl. And that's why it's called weed because it grows. You know what I'm saying? It can grow wild. And that's why it's called weed. And the Lord put it here for <laughs> us to get free. And you are, you are helping the people to get free from whatever is ailing them. And that is dope. I thank you for that. And I also, uh, you know, appreciate you finding me to tell my story. And uh, I just know that the, the network, like um, there's a beautiful spirit, Thunder Walker. She says um, that we're the patchwork for, you know, cannabis. Each state, once it becomes, you know, medicinal, once it becomes recreational, that patchwork of us is to be threaded together so that we can improve our lives as black Americans or even BIPOC, you know, um, to to share our our celebrations and share our stories and share our journeys with the plant but most of all we we, we got to stay on our social equity we got to stay on social justice so that's another thing that i push on the truck um criminal justice reform i'm an advocate for uh veterans advocacy i speak to like i said i did um a, um, a golf tournament for them um and the conversation was there if if true leave was there you know i was in the right spot Right. 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 <laughs> like, and he had a nerve to ask me what I'm doing there. I'm a veteran. What y'all doing here? <laughs> Correct. Correct. Like, I'm the person who's supposed to be here. Okay. Right. Correct. And but, I think, yeah. you know, I think the other thing that we have to normalize and a part of what you're doing is Black joy. Because oftentimes, mm. I feel like the industry tries to separate medical from adult use. I don't even want to say mm -hmm. recreational. I say right. adult use. But all of it is wellness. Mm -hmm. All of it is wellness. All mm -hmm. of it is in an attempt to bring someone to a good spot, to homeostasis, to, mm -hmm. feeling, to feeling comfortable in your skin. Mm -hmm. And so this idea that like, oh, they just smoking because they want to smoke. And oh. so what? But here's the thing. And so what? Because that is about my wellness. Because my black joy is resistance. And so why can I not be happy? So empowering, right? <laughs> we empower ourselves with the tools we need to become well. That's right. That's right. And, and so I always say that if you don't have, as a, as a police officer, if you don't have a pen, you can't do your job. You, right. you get the first responder is standing there. You always see them when they kept them on TV right now or something. You cannot retain all that information, yeah. such as with cannabis. Yeah. You know, if that is your medicine and you're sitting up here trying to, you know, self-medicate off of this CBD pen when you know you need something a little stronger, girl. Wellness was is within your within your toolkit. You yeah. need to find out the resources, seek the education, collaborate with different people to find what works for you. Find that physician that knows how to treat your illnesses. Find that, you know, um, physician that is willing to listen to you without shutting you down. Yeah. Uh, even if you have to pay out of pocket, it's your wellness. Yeah. It's your wellness. It's your health and wellness, right? Yeah. So um, I, I definitely had uh, a journey with that. And 
most people don't even believe that story. And I'm like, oh, it happened. I should have recorded it, but it did and, and just, I think it was um, recently that the American Nurses Association, they finally come out saying that they will formally recognize cannabis, right? So again, yes. on this road to normalizing, uh, but the trauma is real, you know, the trauma of our pain, not being recognized, not being believed, not being supported in your in your instance. Um, like, how dare you? Right. Like, how dare you? Um, I, I protected you so that you and your babies could be safe. How dare you not give me all of what I need? You know what I'm saying? Um, and if you don't know about it, how dare you not be open to finding out about it? Right. Um, so <laughs> with that being said, um, anyone who is in Georgia, please, 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 please follow Sandy. Uh, Hempbox, ETC, FBIG, Twitter. She is on LinkedIn. Please follow her. Please support her. Please do all the things you could do. Shout out to the Best Dirty Lemonade and that partnership. Yes. And there was another one that was Brilixie. That was Brilixie as well. But Brilixie has like the, the tear packs um, with her nano um, elixirs. Okay. They for 20 milligrams THC. I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to do that because I feel like I have to serve it in something because hers come in individual um, um, servings. The little so, packets. Yeah. yeah, the little packets. It kind of look like a crystal light pack. Beautiful yeah. packaging. Beautiful yeah. packaging. She's out of uh, New York. Uh, I want to okay. say Brooklyn, but yeah, hers is Brilixie. So if anybody watched, shout out to those two drink uh, personnel yeah. that that did you know get some FaceTime up at Black Cannabis Week and amazing products for both of those guys. It just so happens that Omari lives here, and so I'm able to support him easier. But um, I'm, I'm we're still dealing with this federal situation yeah. where we can't ship and interstate yeah. commerce and all that yeah. good stuff. So yeah. let's get that done as well. Um, Sandy, what yes. do you want to leave the people with? I want to leave the people with. When you see me on October 31st, <laughs> prepare to see Big Worm. Yes. I'm just playing. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, I, want, I would love to leave people with, um, you know, uh, cannabis, don't box me in, right? Your journey with the plant is yours alone. Don't let people navigate your pathways to healing other than yourself and your physician. But you can find me in Atlanta metro area. Follow us on even on TikTok and see where the truck is at. Um, I don't post it daily because y'all not going to overwhelm me. Talk about some. Because that's, that's your wellness. Because that's your wellness. <laughs> Talking about ma'am. Can you put some more uh, whipped cream on this uh, <laughs> frappuccino? <laughs> no, I ran out. I'm just playing. Anything you want, uh, customers. I'm so happy to see uh, new followers, new customer base. But um, yeah, cannabis don't box me in. Please find your way, your path to healing. And thank you for having me. Thank you so much <laughs> for being here. Thank you for doing what you do. Um, and bringing. No, you. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you. I appreciate it. A lot of times, the people who are doing these interviews don't get the credit that they deserve. I mean, this whole show, the people are blunt. Like, 
this is a whole YouTube series. That takes a lot of time and effort and coordination. And, you know, you're just you're just a woman. You're just the 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 the, the top the woman, the the everything. Girl, you know, I'm chocolate. Don't have me up here blushing. Um, <laughs> I appreciate you. Y'all support my girl, Sandy. If you want Georgia, I can't wait to get down there. Um, I got family down there. So I will be letting you know when I'm passing through because I, I want to see it myself. We may do something on site and just go live. Um, That's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's cool, uh, too. We may have a family event and just have you pull up. Look, we're going we gonna to figure it out. But uh, y'all got to support. In order for her to stay here and do what she's doing, y'all got to support her. Um, and it is necessary. So I thank you. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your service, your continued service, because you continue to be in service of the people. And um, with that being said, y'all already know what it is. Stay blunt, y'all.